Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to this month's episode of Dorney's Vinyl, a classic album podcast. If you're new to this podcast, thank you for joining me. Um, I this if I, for the most part, this podcast is me just discussing an album that I have in my album collection that was released before I was born in 1996. So. This month's episode will be, or this episode right now that you're listening to is, as you know, ACDC's Back in Black. Some of the past episodes that I've done were Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, Super Tramp's Breakfast in America, Michael Jackson's Thriller, Elton John's Madman Across the Water, and that's just to name a few. Also, during this time that I'm recording, if you don't know, or depending on when you're listening to this, it might be over by now. The coronavirus pandemic that has occurred in 2020. So during this time, I am also doing some weekly episodes, just just some fun episodes. One episode was the top ten, my top ten favorite artist. Another one was the top ten albums that I received in 2019. So I'm just trying to keep it fun, keep some people entertained for like 10 to 15 minutes during the podcast. So yeah, if you have heard this podcast before in season one. Now that I'm in season two, I've kind of stripped it back a little bit. I'm mostly just talking about the artist very, very briefly, getting into the songs on the album and some of the stories behind the songs, and then ranking my songs on the album and giving my own musical opinion. I do not have a musical background at all. I just like music. I just like classic rock or music from like the 70s and 80s. So that's why I started this podcast. I'm not going to be able to give you an insight into like chords that are used on the guitar for some songs. So if you're looking for that, I'm, I apologize. I hopefully do bring some fun to this podcast. So we'll see. ACDC's Back in Black is one of my favorite. Is, is not one of my favorite albums. It's a very good album. I like the album a lot. I've played it a decent amount. And so I guess I'll just get into it then. I don't know if I have anything else to really talk about before I get into it. So ACDC... Formed in Sydney, Australia in 1973 by brothers Malcolm and Angus Young. I'm not going to go into the full story of ACDC. I'm saving that for a season three segment called just where I just am going to do like a full artist biography from when these, well, yeah, from when they were born, when they started music until the present day. So ACDC formed in Sydney, Australia in 1973. They've sold over 200 million world, 200 million records worldwide. That's an incredible number. They're ranked 4th on VH1's list of 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. They've ranked number 72 on Rolling Stone's Top 100 Artists of All Time. They've released 16 studio albums and 47 singles. Of those studio albums, 11 of them charted in the top 20 on the U.S. Billboard 200. They had two number 1s, a number 2, two number 3s, and two number 4s. That's incredible. The U.K. Albums Chart, they had 10 top 10s. Two number ones, two number twos, two number threes, and two number fours. And then for their singles in the US Billboard Hot 100, they've only had three top 40 hits at number 23, number 35, and number 37. And on the UK singles chart, they've had 21 top 40 hits, but their only top 10 hit in the UK was at number four. So, Back in Black, the album, it was ACDC's seventh studio album released on July 25th of 1980. This is the first album to feature vocalist Brian Johnson after their previous vocalist, Bon Scott, died of alcohol poisoning. 
The band members on this album include Brian Johnson on vocals, Angus Young on the lead guitar, Malcolm Young on the rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Cliff Williams on bass guitar and backing vocals, and Phil Rudd on the drums. So after their successful release of their sixth studio album, Highway to Hell, the group traveled to the UK and France to finish their tour. On February 19th, 1980, Bon Scott went on a drinking binge at a London pub and eventually was found dead the next morning. While the band thought about breaking up, their friends and family convinced them to keep going. After the funeral, the band held auditions for a new frontman, and Geordie singer Brian Johnson got the job. Back in Black was recorded at Compass Point Studios in the Bahamas from mid-April to May of 1980. Johnson recalled the studio as having little concrete cells, and they were given fishing spears to defend the place from robbers. And then there's also a story from that someone told from the band about a random crab that came in to the studio one time during recording and would just shuffle across the floor and they couldn't record during this time. Back in Black was first released in the U.S. on July 25, 1980, so less than six months after the passing of their original lead singer. The album cover was all black because Angus Young wanted it to be a sign of mourning for, Bourne, for Bon Scott. It was released on July 31st in the U.K. and Europe. Back in Black peaked at number one in the U.K., and it brought three other albums back onto the U.K. charts at the time. Therefore, ACDC became the first band since The Beatles to have four albums on the U.K. albums chart simultaneously. The album then also peaked at number four in the U.S. All of the ratings for the album were positive, with David Frick of Rolling Stone magazine saying that it was the apex of heavy metal art. Back in Black is currently tied for the second most claimed album sales of all time at 50 million copies with Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. Um, and number one is Michael Jackson's Thriller, which has 66 million claimed sales. And Back in Black is certified 25 times platinum in the U.S. So now I'll get into the track listing for the album. So I'll do the track listing and kind of just more information about the songs. And then for the second half, when I go, I'll, I'll rank my songs and give my like opinions of what I heard in the songs. So, all of the tracks were written by Brian Johnson, Angus Young, and Malcolm Young. That's, that's what it's credited to. Track 1, Hell's Bells. It was released as the second single off the album. The song begins with a bell slowly tolling four times. So, and then Angus Young starts playing the song's main riff. And then he's followed by Malcolm Young, and then Phil Rudd, and then Cliff Williams. Originally, the band tried recording the song using the actual Denison Bell in the Carillon Tower in England, but there were pigeons nesting in the tower, and that disrupted the song. So they had a replica bell made, and ACDC's logo was engraved into it. Some of the lyrics of this song were inspired by the bad weather the band was experiencing while recording in the Bahamas, and I'll get into that once I do my kind of part of the, the my, my opinions of the songs. Track number two is Shoot to Thrill. So Brian Johnson said that he was inspired to write this song after he read an article about a neighborhood milkman who made daily rounds throughout the London suburbs selling narcotics to bored, lonely, and depressed housewives. Angus Young said that one of the instrumental parts of this song was inspired by a gun battle in the Western movie The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Track number three is What Do You Do For Money, Honey? I have no notes for that song. Track number four is Giving the Dog a Bone. 
And track number five is Let Me Put My Love Into You. I don't have any notes for those. I couldn't find anything about those songs. Track number six is Back in Black. This song was released as the third single off the album, and it peaked at number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100. This song was written as a tribute to Bon Scott. The band asked... So the band asked Brian Johnson to write a lyric for this song and that it had to be about Bon Scott. And Brian Johnson didn't meet Bon Scott at the time. He just was replaced as the lead singer. And the lyric that Johnson came up with was Nine Lives, Cat Eyes, Abusing Every One of Them and Running Wild. And it's a very random lyric, but the band absolutely loved it and thought it embraced Bon Scott very well. So they stuck with it. In a review about the song, Metal Hammer Magazine wrote that there are rock songs that appeal to metal fans, there are metal songs that appeal to rock fans, and then there's Back in Black, a rock and metal song that appeals to everybody. Track number seven on the album is You Shook Me All Night Long. This was released as the first single off the album, and it was the first one with Johnson as the lead singer. It peaked at number 35 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song does come with some controversy, though. And some, there were some people that claimed that some of the lyrics of this song were written by Bon Scott and that he didn't get any of the credit. A former girlfriend of Scott, called, um, her name was Silver Smith, said that he wrote the song at her apartment and that one of the lyrics was written in a letter that he sent to someone. And then a journalist named Malcolm Dome says that Bon Scott gave him a book of lyrics that he wrote down and that some of those lyrics were used on the album. However, according to the band, there were only lines of the songs that were used and not the full songs. And as I said before, Bond was not credited with for any of it. Track number eight, Have a Drink on Me. Track number nine, Shake a Leg. I couldn't find any notes on those songs to give to you guys. And then last, the last song is track number 10, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. This was released as the last single off the album. And it was the highest peaking song in the UK at number 15 off of the album. Initially, there was only nine songs that were written for the album, but the management wanted one more. Angus and Malcolm Young wrote the song in 15 minutes. With, and it, the song itself was inspired by them seeing a report on the news that keeping your stereo on past 11 p.m. was, quote-unquote, noise pollution, and it wasn't environmentally friendly. So that is what the information that I found about Back in Black. So getting into kind of my take on Back in Black. So I'll tell a little bit my story. ACDC was not always my favorite band, I guess you could say. I I mean, I wasn't really a huge fan of ACDC. I wasn't really a huge fan of like the metal hard rock scene at all. And then I don't know, there wasn't really, I guess there was kind of a, a... not really a switch, but the Iron Man movies, the Avengers movies, superhero movies feature ACDC songs a decent amount, as I will talk about a little bit in this, in my song rundown, my ranking of the top 10 songs. And then my father-in-law is a huge ACDC fan. And and so we like kind of almost every time he was he played music on, he would play his Pandora and ACDC. I'm pretty sure it was ACDC Pandora. If it wasn't, it was the classic rock Pandora, but like you, you thumbs up all the ACDC songs, so ACDC just gets played a lot more than all the others, which is fine with me. Like I'm a, I'm a, I like ACDC now. Back in Black is the only ACDC album that I have at this time 
and it like it's one of my favorite albums that I've ever gotten really just because I found it for 50 cents in like a 50 cent room in between like two obscure albums of artists that I've never even heard of before so that was that was a nice I was I was very thrilled at that and unfortunately I only have uh, well fortunately it's it was it's in almost perfect shape it only skips once or twice on one song which I think I have in my notes here which I do yep so I will get into my top 10 my or ranking my songs now and giving my kind of opinions on it and then at the end I'll rank the album or rate the album on a scale of 50 if you're new to this you will well if I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that so at number 10 I put given the dog a bone interestingly enough the lyrics are giving as g-i-v-i-n-g but the title of the song is given as in g-i-v-e-n so it's interesting so given the dog a bone at number 10 so compared to the first three songs on on this album so hell's bells shoot the thrill and what do you do for money honey uh this one kind of lacked something for me lyrically even though that their songs aren't extremely wordy like some other songs are lyrically this one just seemed weaker to me and i even counted that the phrase giving the dog a bone is said 23 times in this song i'm sure i could find songs that the the title of the song is said a lot more than that but for a short three minute three to four minute song i just thought that was a lot but I, I like the instrumental part before the third verse. I thought that was nice, a nice way, thing to put in there. So at number nine, I have Have a Drink on Me. And like I said, compared to the other songs, this one's kind of a forgettable for me. I, I think Johnson's vocals still sound great on this song. Um, I, like I counted, Given the Dog a Bone, Have a Drink on Me is said 16 times throughout the song, which I guess isn't that much, but I was just being picky. The instrumental two-thirds of the way through is starting to get a little bit repetitive for me at this time. This was the eighth song on the album. Almost every song that they have has an instrumental, like, bridge or whatever you want to call it, two-thirds of the way through the song. And I was starting to get a little tired of it. It was starting to get a little bit repetitive for me. So at number eight, I have Let Me Put My Love Into You, the last song on side A of the album. It starts off a little bit softer than the others, um, not including Hell's Bells. So compared to Shoot the Thrill, What Do You Do for Money, Honey, and Giving the Dog a Bone, it started off a little bit slower and softer. Other than that, it's relatively forgettable for me. Again, there's an instrumental about two-thirds of the way through that I said saved it, but it's really not enough compared to other songs on the album. At number seven, I have What Do You Do for Money, Honey. The intro lyrics, I think, to this song are kind of what pulled me in. So I wrote down, You working in bars, riding in cars, never gonna give, get it... Never gonna give it for free. Your apartment with a view on the finest avenue, looking at your beat on the street. I thought that was pretty good. And then for the instrumental break on this song, I said that they just went all out for it. So I really like that. At number six, I have, let me see, I have Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. This was, uh, compared to the other nine songs on the album, it was a more laid back than the rest of uh, than those songs and so i thought it was a good ending song good way to end it you start off with the slow hell's bells so you end it on a kind of slower rock and roll ain't noise pollution i almost missed the first verse of the song when i was listening to it it was so kind of ingrained in the instrumentals that i heard the sec i was looking at the lyrics at the time too to so i could write down the specific lyrics that i liked and i i almost missed it and so 
I did say that the lyrics do prove true. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Rock and roll ain't gonna die. Rock and roll is still alive today in 2020. At number five, getting into my top five now, I have Shake a Leg. Shake a Leg. So this one, this one kind of had a different sound to me too, I thought. And I like the lyrics, so keeping out of trouble with eyes in the back of my face, kicking ass in the class, and they tell me I'm a damn disgrace. So Shake a Leg, and then you have Shake a Leg. So I liked Shake a Leg. It was good at number five. So getting into the top four now, it's obviously it's going to be like the popular songs. I And that's just that's just how it works with these kind of rankings for the most part, unless it's an, al- an album or an artist that I listen to a lot. But the singles are the ones that sound the best, so that's why they're released as singles. So that's, I think, why I have all the singles really in the top four. But at number four, I have You Shook Me All Night Long. The opening to this song is, and the opening to a lot of their songs, is so recognizable. And then you have the lyrics, She was a fast machine, she kept her motor clean. She was the best damn woman that I ever seen. And then another good lyric that I put was, Now I'm back in the ring to take another swing. Because the walls were shaking, the earth was quaking, my mind was aching, and we were making it. Into the top three now. At number three, I have Shoot to Thrill. This is where Iron Man comes in, because this was the opening scene of Iron Man 2. This is probably the first time that I heard this song, because I would have been 12 at the time? 14. I would have been 14 at the time that Iron Man 2, or that I saw Iron Man 2, I think. So, that's probably the first time I heard this song. The vocals were what really stuck out to me in this song. I thought they were really unique, especially the second half of the chorus. Shoot to thrill, play to kill, I got my gun at the ready, gonna fire at will. I didn't actually know what that said until I had the lyrics in front of me because he says it so quickly and his voice is so just unique. And then the instrumentals after the second chorus of this song. And then after the third chorus, I thought the song was gonna end, but then it goes into a more stripped back part of the song with shoot you down, yeah, I'm gonna get you down. At number two, Hell's Bells. I love the opening guitar riff and the bells and the slow introduction of other instruments. They don't just start off with everything at once coming at you. They start off slowly. I like albums that start like that. I like albums that start different ways. And this one just had a unique start to it for me. And then the opening lyric is probably my favorite. Like I mentioned before with the Bahamas lyrics, this one specifically is kind of what they were talking about with the weather. So it's, I'm a rolling thunder a pouring rain. I'm coming on like a hurricane. My lightning's flashing across the sky. You're only young, but you're gonna die. And this one too, just like, I don't know if, if you guys listening are into sports and all that, but when you, when, when teams like run out of a tunnel or whatever, and then you have like the smoke or whatever, we, when I was, um, on a sports team, we would run out of the tunnel and and enter. And we, we ran out to this song a couple times. And it was, it was pretty cool. And so at number one, Back in Black, obviously number one, the opening riff is so is, is just so recognizable. Like, as soon as you hear that first guitar, it's like, yep, this is Back in Black. Unfortunately, this is the song where my copy skips twice, but for 50 cents, I can't complain. And in my opinion, this is probably the best song lyrically. You have Forget the Hearse, Cause I'll Never Die, I Got Nine Lives, Cat Eyes, Abusing every one of them and running wild. That's the one that Brian Johnson wrote. You have back in the back of a Cadillac. Number one with a bullet, I'm a power pack. And then because I'm back on the track and I'm beating the flack, nobody's going to get me on another rap. I was almost singing it as I was as I was saying them out loud. 
And then this one was also used in Iron Man. This was in the, the original Iron Man opening scene that came out in 2008. So I guess I was 12 or so at the time that I first heard that back in black. So now ranking, rating it on um, a 50-point scale. So for this scale, and I'm probably going to change my scale for the finale. I'm going to stick with the scale for this album and next month's album. But for the finale, I'm going to change it a little bit because I don't think it... I don't think it really attributes to, and I'll explain to it what I mean. So I have five scales, lyrics out of, out of 10 points, lyrics, vocals, instrumentals, hits, and the cover of the, of the album. For the hits portion, I'll explain it when I get there. So lyrics, for the lyrics, I rated it a seven. And the songs that I pointed to were What Do You Do For Money, Honey, Hell's Bells, Back in Black, Shake a Leg, and You Shook Me All Night Long. For the vocals, I also rated it a 7, and I gave it to Shoot to Thrill, Hell's Bells, Back in Black, Have a Drink on Me, and Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution. For the instrumentals, I gave it an 8, with pretty much every song fitting into the instrumental category, and the ones I pointed to are Hell's Bells, Shoot to Thrill, Back in Black. For the cover art, I gave it an 8, even though it's just a black cover, the sim- the symbolicness or the symbolism behind it of... Honoring Bon Scott, I think, just made it better, and it's 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 just so memorable too. Just a, you hear you see an album with a black cover, and you're almost instantly that's ACDC's Back in Black. And so for the hits category, it only scored a two out of ten. But the way I do it is a points. I did it a point system, where I gave five points if they had a number one song, three points if they had a a song that was I believe two to ten. Two points if it was 11 to 20, and one point if it was 21 to 40. And I believe this one in the U.S. had a number 35 and a number 37. I'm probably going to switch that category out and change it to what it charted on the... Or I'm going to... I might add a category and give it to... Give it like a, out, of a 60, out, of, out of 60 points. And... I might, I might even add a seventh category and make it and give like the audience kind of, um, or my followers on Instagram a rating of the album as well. So I'm not sure about the last part yet. So I'm going to stick with it out of 60 for the finale, but we'll get to the finale. But I just don't think the hits shows how great of an album it is. Cause there are some albums that just as an album, they flow perfectly, but, but they don't have a lot of hits. And then there are some that have like two good hits but the other songs are so forgettable but sometimes the hits drive it onto the billboard top two or the billboard 200 in the number one spot so i don't know i'm probably gonna i will add a sixth category for the finale next month's podcast is going to be for so for may will be billy joel's the stranger and then the season finale will be in june so thank you guys for listening this is it means a lot for you to me that you guys listen to my podcast ACDC's Back in Black was a great album. Follow me on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl. I post a lot of, right now I'm kind of going through polls of albums that you guys want to hear on season three. I'm starting to put together season three. We got some good albums coming up for season three. So Billy Joel's The Stranger next month, May, May 9th. And the coronavirus special episodes, if the coronavirus is still going on will be weekly on Mondays. So thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you guys later.